Thanks for tuning in, folks. You're listening to um, Left Jest is, is what you think the name is, but we got we actually got a big reveal for you today. Now we've been doing the show for a while, and uh, some of the loyal loyal listeners know this. We love a good gag. We're all about the gags, um, and a lot of people say Left Jest. It's kind of an on the nose title, but what you don't realize, it's actually a gag from Anders Lee's other podcast i have another podcast that i do which is called right jest all right we we don't care about uh being on the nose us conservatives we like the clear messaging small town values um right jest is is my real podcast if you want to check it out it's on gas digital network i co-host a thing with, with dennis miller we got um tax correspondent big jay okerson we got se cup megan keller covering the coming the woman beat Alan Keyes and Herman Cain talking racial. So basically, we're uh, irony boys, me and Dennis, and we love a good gag. And uh, we thought it would be fun to make a fake podcast trolling libs and far-left loons. So that's what Left Just is. It's not a real podcast. We've gotten in pretty deep. So uh, at first, you know, I don't want you to think I actually believe any of this pinko crap, but I'm just so committed to the bit that I'm actually making very convincing arguments and, and allowing a uh, space for people who know what they're talking think they know what they're talking about to um, get their message across but just so you know it is all out of irony and uh, this is actually right jest so by listening to this and by liking subscribing you are um, helping us here in the alt-right okay so this is totally an ironic podcast you will be following um, it seems like we're talking about important issues. We don't actually value what the guests have to say. Uh, Alex Patak here. Anders, can I thank you yet again for having me as your loyal second-in-command on this glorious PSYOP? Mm-hmm. We, you, you know it's a PSYOP because we call it a PSYOP. So we're actually fucking with you that we're, like, upfront about. Yeah, we don't believe in fucking anything, man. Yeah. We're just, we're deep hierarchical cronies who love having a good time and getting our jollies off. Bananistas. Bananistas. Viva la pena. But if you are of the point of view of the crazy uh, left, far left loon narrative viewpoint, the you will find, loons. yes, That's as Bill O'Reilly calls them, uh, you will actually enjoy, unfortunately, this interview we have uh, with, with Elsa Wave, who some people might consider very intelligent and committed. Um, again, we are... We to only, evil causes. To evil, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the, the PC brigade. Stuff, you know, we don't like it right Not at all. Um, so... Honestly, you know, fuck it. But thanks for coming on, Elsa. We love you. <laughs> Our uh, characters that we're playing We really sound love very it. genuine in this episode. Yeah, we do a really good job pulling it off. So uh, thank you for appreciating the irony, and thank you for tuning in. This is quote-unquote Left Jet. Let's clown on these libs.
Thank you for tuning in to Left Jest. We are live. Here are your hosts. I'm Alex Patak. Anders Lee here. That's Anders Lee. We got a hot guest in the stew today, people. Uh, <laughs> New York Post cover uh, celebrity, uh, personal friend. Uh, you guys are going to love her. Uh, Elsa Waith is here. Hi, I'm Elsa. Talented comedian. Did you, just shorten, did you just shorten studio to stew? Yeah. I like it. I don't think I've heard that before. We have a young audience, and I'm looking to connect with them. You got to stay hip. Yeah. I don't really know what they want, but I feel like it's less. Less with more. That's the, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter generation. You got to um, social media. Shorten. Shorten. Heighten. Sochmed. Sochmed. Thank uh-huh. you. I can understand you now. Uh, as always, we only have two microphones and our... <laughs> Recording out of a shipping container. What does this look like just for our listeners? Can you describe uh, what It looks like uh, you guys are, are cuddling. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like you're trying to get into a selfie that you're not so really supposed to be in. Oh, <laughs> and we are going to take a selfie, yeah. too. Well, we're taking, one of, we're taking one of them uh, audio selfies. Yeah, <laughs> you know? just, you're just going just to lean in and share the dick a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I feel like a good way to describe this podcast would be an audio selfie, but... Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, we have Elsa on. So we mostly know you, and by mostly I mean entirely, mm. through comedy. Yes. we. I see you like every other night doing comedy or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. You Whatever know, we call this I thing. might have exaggerated it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you are also a uh, big time activist. You got a lot of cover for that online. Um. Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't say I'm a, a big time activist. Just play into it. You're a big, yes. you're a huge yes. star. You're in it for the attention, correct? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're in it for the exposure and media. Well, yes, yes and no. Um, more eyes and ears means people are listening, and then I have things to say, as right, we that all is do. A good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm not. I, I never go out to a protest hoping that I I, I get a good picture right, or, right, or right. that I you know <laughs> that I make the cover of the post. It it's just something that happens. In fact, somebody told me uh, another activist friend of mine said that I'm um, arrest porn. That I'm that I'm, <laughs> that I'm protest porn. It's just uh, wherever the cameras happen to be, they happen to be on me. But um, I'm not You're very photogenic and you're like getting arrested. <laughs> oh, because it sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this, uh, it, it sucks. And it, what really was awful was uh, the cover of the post. Um, uh, they have me on the cover and, and it looks like I'm like losing my mind. And underneath it has fury, right? It looks oh, like yeah, you have that was... the ability to start fires with your mind and you're <laughs> about to do it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, exactly. So the yeah, you're right. The um, the, the the line it says fury, right? Which really <laughs> is the the cop is behind me that he can't see and he's pulling on the handcuffs. So it's more uh, like ow. ow! Uh, uh, <laughs> but then on the other side, while I was in, I was in jail overnight, um, I was in jail for like 26 hours. Oh, um, brutal! And uh, when I overnight, we can see the the television. They got the television playing. And uh, the Dallas sniper thing is happening while I'm in jail. Oh. Uh, and uh, it's like, oh, this is no good for anybody. <laughs> According uh, to the New York Post, your close associate, the Dallas sniper. On the back side <laughs> of the newspaper, when I get out in the morning, my, my girlfriend hands me the newspaper the next day, and she's like, you're on the cover. And then, uh, and then I'm like, oh, sweet. You flip it over on the back, it's the Dallas sniper, and it's like, civil war. Ooh. So if you flip the whole thing out, looks like I'm starting a civil war with the Dallas PD. 
Uh, <laughs> see, that reminds me of, and um, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about the Trevor Noah interview with Tommy John again, or what? No, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, that's a comedian. Tommy, Tommy Lauren, something, something like that. Person. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, but her main Tommy. argument again. Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tamina. Uh, it's short for Tamina, I believe. But she was talking. She like her go-to argument is always like Dallas Sniper. Look at these, you know, and it and it made me think like how much um, there is sometimes focus on like the the bad eggs and like you know you say to people sometimes at rallies and stuff like hey don't be an example for the media to like portray but it seems does it kind of seem like they're just gonna do that shit anyway well, like I they're mean, just gonna find shit I take mean, it out of context black like, lives matter i i say is you know i make an analogy to like okay christianity right yeah there's a certain set of tenets that everybody subscribes to, right? Uh, Christ died on the cross. He was God himself. He died on the cross and came back, you know, to save us from our sin, right? Mm -hmm. All Christians, like, tend to believe that, right? But then there's all these other little sects and sets and, and, and you know, different types of Christianity. you got your Catholics and your Protestants and your Baptists and all these other things. And then you've got, you know, the KKK, which claims to be a Christian organization. Right. That's what okay? one of the K's is for. Exactly, you know, uh, but, like... So, you have Black Lives Matter, right? Which is, I tell people, it's not a group. It's not a, 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 a organization. There is no head of it. It's a set of ideals and a set of tenets and, and a set of you know beliefs and what we would like to see in the world. And then there are people who are going to go about getting that in all different types of ways. And anybody could say anything and say, I did it for Black Lives Matter, just like anyone says God told me to do, just like anyone can say I'm, I'm ISIS, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, the main tenets of Black Lives Matter have nothing to do with killing or shooting cops. Um, the main tenets of Christianity has nothing to do with blowing up buildings. You know, the main tenets of, 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 of Islam don't line up with ISIS, you know. Uh, so this is an interesting religious <laughs> analogy you're going for. I've never. I mean, but it, but it's true. Anybody yeah. could pick up anything and say that they're doing it for whatever. If, if, if I say. As a label. I mean, as a label. If I say I, I'm going out here and killing in the name of Alex Patak. <laughs> Which I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> right. You don't want me to it's do that. It's been a problem. <laughs> There's too many people killing in the name of Alex. I, I love that song. We've got to rein that um, in. <laughs> but I guess, wait, uh, I, w I wanted to ask about this. Uh, so we're gonna, I want to go back to the um, Trevor Noah thing at some point because I didn't see it, and I want you to just fill me in. But oh. also, um, do, you, do you ever feel when you're uh, – meeting with black lives matter that you kind of wish there was more of an organizational element to it like maybe some no. more direction you, no. you like the, the, no, the horizontalism? It, it works no the, the way it works now is is the way it works now and the way actually it probably should work um there is no head there is no you know headquarters there is no you know that's the best thing about you know what's happening is if you tamp down one protest in one area there'll be you know, two and three and four more. Mm -hmm. So, no, I think it works fine the way it is now. Um, it was, as far as the, the Tommy Lauren thing, you know, you're not missing much. I think... Oh, all right, that's good. It was good. It was If you watch the extended one, the 20-minute one, it was good. Um, Trevor Noah has the patience of a saint. Yeah. Um, but I think we should stop... And I, I just... On my way here, I was in the car on the way here. I, I, I tweeted this or posted this or something. 
we should stop trying to talk rationally with irrational people. Oh, I agree. We really should. Because you just give them platforms to say crazy shit. I mean, A, you're just giving them platforms to say crazy shit. A lot of people now who didn't know who Tormi Lauren is now know who she is. I had no idea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I knew she was a fucking nutbag. Anytime I have ever heard her name, it's because somebody gave her the fucking business, you know, because she's just fucking loud and wrong. I think we're past trying to talk to loud and wrong people. And it, um, trying to talk it out or see all sides of the story mm-hmm. is why we are here now. This is, we, we, you know, we, this whole entire presidential campaign, we thought that, you know, you know, maybe Trump has something good to say, you know, like <laughs> such a good microcosm of the waiting to see all sides of the story is the CNN headline with just our Jews people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, is that hear them out? Come on. Discuss? Like, <laughs> is that even a thing we need to discuss? We didn't consider really? the horns. I mean, They've I think been there the whole time. when we're talking about the right or we're talking about conservatives or, you know, the, you know, this gross movement of people right now, they don't sit down and try to talk and hear our side of the story. They just do things. Right, right. And I, I think like getting back to the with the religion analogy, it's like I they the, the use the example of the KKK. But it's like, what is the equivalency with Black Lives Matter? Like there really isn't. There is at no. least, yeah. There's nobody who's actually in any like organized capacity, and like anybody who's a, who's a prominent figure in it who's actually I saying mean, you should kill cops or anything remotely. We have like KKK that. members on our police force. That's known. Yeah, we have KKK members in our military. That's known. So you're saying we have KKK members with political power, real political power. Um, and there's not very many Black Lives Matter organizers I know who can say the same thing. Um, Black Lives Matter is a fairly new thing. You know, the KKK has a very long history. So there is the KKK is rooted in in racism and 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 uh, white supremacy and terror. It's a terror organization. Mm. It fits all of the, you know criteria for a terrorist organization through intimidation and through 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 death and destruction to gain political you know political and religious motives that's that's nothing to to do with black lives matter the interesting thing with the kkk is every other organization that's demonized in the united states like black panthers has this like uh like they have food community uh, services yeah. or like some kind of positive thing, and they also are militant. Whereas KKK is just like we light people on fire, and that is it. Well, that's that's their thing. <laughs> their thing is to keep, maintain, and preserve power for a small group. And so the thing is, they don't have to have food programs. They don't have to have get out the vote programs. They already have those things. It's it's already part of the power dynamic. Yeah. So they just have to keep it kind of. Exactly. And then when you have it, you know, the best way to keep it is to keep other people afraid to grab for it. Yeah, right. sure. Uh, the the power power dynamics don't necessarily always have to do with uh gaining more power for me. Uh, hmm. as much as it could be removing yours. Right. Well, in the in the grand scheme of things, as I have less, you have more. Yeah. Yeah. We're so eye to eye on this. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we're really hitting it off right now. Uh, so, did, do you feel like 
what what is the organization of Black Lives Matter? Do you guys usually meet up for marches, or do you have meetings? Oh, I mean, or, I know I mean, you've been hosting classes at the experiment. I mean, again, I don't go to a Black Lives right. Matter meeting. You That's know? what like, I was asking. Yeah. Um, I mean, we. I'm I'm loosely affiliated with different groups and organizations and uh, m- movements. Uh, so I meet around specific causes, and all these specific causes that we that we are working on are all to further Black liberation. What are some of the causes? Um, well, right now I'm working very closely with uh, Swipe It Forward, um, and you can look that up. Um, hashtag Swipe It Forward. What we're doing with Swipe It Forward is. Um, this is, um, on the face of it, it's just, um, it's, it's, uh, sharing we are swipes, right? sharing swipes, uh, swiping your neighbor in, uh, the train as you exit. A lot if of, you don't live of... in New York, uh, the way the metro system works yeah. is you can buy a, a card based on time or money. And if you do the time one, uh, it resets every 15 minutes. So if you're leaving the subway, people will just ask for swipes and you can put them in for free. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of misinformation around that. Um, as like, is it legal? Can you swipe somebody in? What? Um, really? Yes. There's a lot of misinformation. That's insane. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a lot of misinformation about that. Um, um, it is illegal to ask for a swipe as it is soliciting. Um, and it is illegal to sell a, to resell a swipe. So um, what we are telling people to do is just, if you see somebody who needs a swipe, swipe them in for free. Don't ask for anything. Don't accept anything. Um, and what this does is, you know, sub, uh, fare prices for the subway and for the bus is going up. Next, next year in, in March, it's going to be $3. And less than half of uh, New Yorkers can even afford to buy a, uh, a monthly or even a weekly Metro card. So that means uh, most people are you know, trying to get back and forth and live in New York, you know, one day at a time. And if you jump the turnstile, then now that 275 that you needed to pay to get on is now a $100 plus ticket. And there are plainclothes cl- cops yeah. everywhere. They, they, they really try to get you for Exactly. This. And so the number one arrest in New York City um, is fare beating. So that means 50 million of our dollars are going to arresting people and processing people for jumping the turnstile when that same $50 million could be used to give all of us free or low-cost Metro cards. Yeah. I, I, I had a uh, professor once who was arguing that they their revenue is there, that if it was publicly controlled, we could just run the subway system for yes. free. The revenue is there. It's- it is there. So the thing is, okay, so on the face of it, Right, it's just a nice thing to swipe your your neighbor forward. Right, just do it. Yeah, I, I really didn't know this was a movement. I've been doing it for years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What we're trying to tell people is that if a, if you already do it, then thank you. Continue to do it. You're being an everyday activist too. If you don't do it, this is more than just a nice thing to do. Because while it is just a nice thing to do, you're also possibly keeping somebody out of jail. And even just the night in jail might mean losing my job. Might mean missing school. Which might mean you know economic disaster over 275 i can't listen i can't loan you 275 today i can't give you three dollars and then tell you next week you you owe me a hundred dollars that's loan sharking it would be i would be i would be so why is the nypd allowed to do this why are they allowed because the mta says you're it's it's okay to do that it's because their budget's so big they need something to do Exactly. What it is is it's a part of broken windows policing, which we know is, uh, uh, you know, racist policing tactics to criminalize poverty. 
decriminalize people of color and people who are just trying to live because you don't you don't see this in midtown you don't see mm-hmm. you don't see the police you know in the upper west side and on the upper east side catching people for jumping the turnstile when everybody i know white black old young you know everybody knows you know cheated affair in some way shape right or form. yeah you can get your you can get your like uh, but, but your thin friend just, behind you, and then he rides only one dollar yeah, fifty in, now. You just get in close, and everybody hug, and then just you go through the turnstile or something. Use their body you know? dysmorphia for profit. I've seen all sorts of things, and um, so these are one of the things I'm organizing around. Um, which you know, on the face of it, doesn't say Black Lives Matter, but you know, it is. Black Lives Matter isn't just police brutality it isn't just the you know the criminal justice system it's also where is there a grocery store with fresh food in this predominantly black neighborhood you know is there access to good mental health care because if you look at who the police shoot often these are oftentimes people who are having psychotic breaks people who can't afford their medicine or something or people who are homeless like all these things play into each other so when you know when I'm angry at at this one thing, you know, it affects everything. And so I tell people if, okay, cool. You're not behind Black Lives Matter. My black life, even fuck, you're racist. My black life doesn't ma- matter to you. But don't your green dollars matter to you? Or are you okay with racism being this expensive? Because I think about how expensive racism is. Think about segregation, right? We had to have two bathrooms for people. Two separate schools, right? And even though, yeah, one was probably really bad, you know, and one was really good, that was two separate buildings. You still had to build them. Right. <laughs> you know, if if we wanted to have a concert, right, we'd have to pay the guy to perform twice just because I didn't want to be in the same room with the white person or a black person. Do you right? end up actually having uh, the opportunity to speak with anti-Black Lives Matter people a lot in New York City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? What the fuck are you talking I, like, about? Like, do, do people what? challenge you on this? Like, you, yes! you just bring it up on. I don't. Yes! I never see these people. Yeah. Well, they're they're your friends. Oh, my friends. <laughs> they're all. Is of it our, Anders? They're all over. Yeah, it's it's Anders. Uh, You've been it's, awfully quiet. It's all of our another, friends. <laughs> I'm another podcast called Right Jest. <laughs> it's it's yeah. people you know, man. Here's the thing. Check this out. This is and and this is where I need like you know allies and we're gonna retire that name but this is this comrades? is where i need i need comrades hell and accomplices. yeah welcome to left chest <laughs> comrades and accomplices because allies is way too passive but this is where i need allies to start to like really figure something out right the statistics of of this election are that uh six and ten six out of ten white people voted for trump six out of ten white people which means not every white person I know voted for Trump, and maybe most of the white people. You in my mean of people didn't. who voted, right? Of yeah. of white people who voted, because only half the country voted, right? Of white people who voted, six out of ten white people voted for Trump, which means nine out of ten white people know somebody who did. So, yeah, that's just. That's, oh, I believe you. I'm yeah, just thinking. Yeah, just like yeah. yeah, that means most white people know at least one other white person who did, which means so when you're like, who are these people? You know them. They are around you, you know, and it's like you can get to them. 
I cannot, which is why I say I'm done trying to talk rationally with the rational people. White, there are white people's brains who are just not set up to hear the words coming out of my mouth just because I'm brown, right, yeah. just because I'm gay, just because I'm a woman. I could tell you that the sky is blue. I could tell you the sky is blue, the sky is blue, the sky is blue. And you're like, well, it's kind of purple. <laughs> There's some green in that, you know? Like, when you list black, gay, and woman, that's like a lot of uphill battles to fight in a row oh yeah man. oh but it's fun it's cool yeah it's, I mean, it's it's fun to watch people just immediately like uh turn off you can see the switch right. <laughs> i mean something that i'm struggling with i don't see a lot of ways to connect with those people on things other than economics like what you were just saying like it's about at the end of the day dollars and cents do you want like take a step back and like look at this system and where resources are going and how dollars are being sent does it make sense and uh you know but that are, that seems to be kind of a, a touchy issue right now like the it's a shitty argument because unfortunately my humanity is not the thing right. that grabs you but honestly at this point i don't care what it is this thing's got to get torn down we've got to we've got to you know we've got to confront this white supremacist system Right. So I don't care how you come to the to the realization we have to fight it. I have a friend. Um, we, we had a talk a while ago and he's a historian. And he's been studying the American Revolution and the analogies of the American Revolution as to Black Lives Matter and what we're going through now. And I think one of the, the funniest things he brought up is that for a lot of people, unless you, you know, are really studious a lot of people don't even know that the american revolution was wildly unpopular at the time right oh, yeah right, the like, and, yeah. yeah most people thought this was crazy from the common man all the way up right so he's like how do we go from like nobody wants to do this like how is 13 little colonies gonna break away from england the world superpower at the time right how does that even how do we even do that and so what he identified was there were several segments of people and all these people were very different, right? You had your, um, you had your, your, your thinkers, your writers, right? These are people who laid out the the intellectual case, right? The reason, the rationale. You had your your money, your bankroll people. These people might even still be loyal to to Britain, but they understood economic reason as to why to do this. Especially if you're already well set up in the system you mm -hmm. have, you're less, much less likely. Then you had like, you know, spy network people who were like, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable being on the front lines, but I can sit in this meeting. I can pass a note. You know, I can do some cl clandestine activity. You, then you had your, your protesters, right? Your Boston Tea Partiers and, you know, people who would rip up tax stamps and stuff. And then you got Minutemen. People were just ready to pick up the gun and like, let's do this, right? And what it is, you had to find what each person's personal motivation for doing this was, right? And so I'll take it back to, to swipe it forward, right? So there are some people who are gonna understand the, this is just a nice thing to do message, right? And probably want no parts of any sort of, you know, subversive, fuck the police, you know, in broken windows they don't need to hear none of that do i need you to understand all of that in order to swipe it forward no i just need you to turn around and swipe your neighbor in when you leave the train are there going to be people who understand this deeper message sure they are then i'm then my deeper message is i am and i am talking to you um but what it is is we're gonna have to find a way if it is economics you know 
then that's that's going to be the argument. It's shitty that it's not my humanity, but you have to find a way to reach more people. And it is worth pointing out that uh, again, uh, because half of the people didn't vote, you don't necessarily have to win over Nazis. You could just win over people exactly. who didn't do anything. Um, but there's so much propaganda out there to fight against from the beginning. Uh, people who've already digested uh, Fox News, mm-hmm. anti-Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. uh, think tanks, and kind of uh, stuff like that. Uh, and you're just there's there is a common thread to win these arguments because, th- as you were saying earlier, even if you aren't against if you're not like a good person and you don't really feel like helping someone out by swiping them forward you could be saving money by re by changing the system that's uh exploiting you to begin with right i mean do you find when you're when you're uh trying to talk to people that it helps specifically to talk about uh kind of like the root causes of these things or, or or the on the surface symptoms like why is the metro card so much or just like i think um a lot of times uh, in activist movements, not even just Black Lives Matter, but in activist movements, we focus too much on trying to make people feel the same thing we feel. Which is impossible. Right. Um, At least on like a big I'm, I'm, level. I may, I don't, I may necessarily, I don't need you to, you know, be as sad about the dolphins as I'm sad about the dolphins. But do you understand how this is hurting you? On the other end, you know, like now your dolphin safe tuna, you know, <laughs> yeah. is is so much more expensive. You or you it. know, like you can taste the the change. I think what it's going to be is having to find what the personal argument or connection is for people. I don't know what it is. I don't have the time to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not trying to talk to those people. You know, right. like that's that's what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to keep trying to talk to those people. Everybody. That would be your job. You right, know? right, right. We all have our different uh, roles. So who primarily do you talk to? Oh, fuck, I find a, I, I keep talking to you people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who do you want to be talking to? Um, <laughs> Snuggling Brooklynites. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess I'd like to be somewhere on in, in the middle. I, I need to, I want to, and I do. I like to focus my attention on the people who want the message. Do you um, find comedy is like a good platform to reach people? Do people talk to you after shows, or, or is it mostly just like a clap and you, everyone leaves type situation? Because you 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 get pretty political in your sets. Yeah, um, I've been answering this question a lot, so I've been getting good at my answer. Um, <laughs> what I think is I don't like I don't think I'm I'm going on stage to like spark social or political change. Um, I think very my... hard to get good jokes out of. The, yeah, that I mean, it, it is. It's a big issue. In it is. Um, and a lot of people aren't good at it. And I wish they would stop. Um, and, <laughs> oh, my um, God. Yes. And, and, I, and I tell myself that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is just add a little lube to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what a good example of this is? Did you see David Cross's last special? No, I'm sorry. I don't it's, watch a lot of specials. It's all about... Uh, everything he feels about the news and then there are no jokes in the hour and a half or whatever it is yeah i mean what i'm just trying to do is like okay this is a difficult thing to talk about right so i'm just gonna like tell you how i feel about it real quick you know i'm not trying to 
change anybody's mind i'm just trying to tell you how i relate to the thing or whatever if you laugh at it cool if you don't that's fine and what i find is that people will come up to me later and it's like oh i never thought about it that way yeah you know why you never thought about it that way because you don't talk to people who look like me <laughs> and it's so funny somebody asked me like you know i my show affirmative laughter where the whole point of my show is that i'll have a theme like we'll do all black women or we'll do you know all asians or it'll be you know um all all queers or whatever and Ooh. every every month i have just one white guy and um <laughs> i wonder who it is every month I, I, I switch it up just one white guy and um somebody asked me like why do you feel the need to have a diversity show in in new york right and i was like we like to feel that we live in this nice little melting pot or whatever but there are so many times where you can go all week and never talk to anybody outside of your bubble you know, I'm like, my 10 minutes on stage might be the only time you hear authentically from a black person, from a woman, from a queer, from somebody who's all three. It's the, it, that might be the only time that 10 minutes all week that you get to hear from somebody like me. It would feel like a missed opportunity if I didn't tell you what makes my brain itch. Does the show, did, does the f feedback you're getting live at the show feel like people appreciate it? Oh, yeah. I mean, are you because, getting big turnouts? Because from, I never like, tried my, my thing, and I got one of the best compliments from some old, like, mobster Italian white guy. Like, he's in, he's in, he's in his 80s, 90s, or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he was like, what I liked about your comedy was that you talked about being gay without being preachy. Oh, you know. Um, and that's, that's my thing is I want to put these people in front of you and I don't want it to feel like it's a different type of show. I do, I do want to theme my show. I do want to put people in front of you that you may not see at mainstream clubs or at other shows or whatever. Um, Mostly but I also don't want it to feel like it's a, like, this is a gay show, or this is a woman show, or this is a black show. Like, no, this is just a show that happened to be all gay people, and you didn't really feel like we were, like, hitting you over the head with a thing. Because you're not going to get people on your side when you make them feel bad, you know? Like, it's not like, I mean, I do want you to feel a thing, uh -huh. and if that's bad, then if that's... If you feel bad, that's... If you feel bad, that's you. Maybe but I'm like, I'm also not trying to make you feel bad, if that... Mm -hmm. Yeah, then they're they're not just they are also funny. You're not just yes, putting we're, funny we're being up. funny. Yeah. We're, you know, and, and being and funny is so much fun. It's hard. Why do people seem to want to blow past that? I don't you know. know. Like, <laughs> we're all comedians, and everyone keeps trying to like reach to be edgy mm -hmm. and controversial and shocking. You're a I comedian, but are you also an Air Force pilot? <laughs> I don't go on stage to be shocking. I go on stage to be funny. Now, if the funny thing I said is shocking, mm -hmm. then then that's that's you right my thing is to try to be funny i don't go on stage to be edgy i go on stage to be funny if the thing i said is edgy then it's edgy and i think uh, you know this whole like pc police thing is like the stupidest thing ever because oh my god we there's no people more turned off to pc policing than the people usually affected by pc policing in my experience that i've seen yeah i mean my thing is what i've learned being a part of several minority groups is that we love controversial shit. People, people, <laughs> Drama. people love controversial shit. We love edgy shit. Like we love to laugh at things we shouldn't. So if you are on stage and no one's laughing at your edgy or controversial thing, it's not because it's not you know because it's you went there. It's because it wasn't fucking funny, dude. Like you know, like 
It's it's that's the best comedian trope of just like sorry it got too real for no, everybody. No, dude, you you stopped being real. I didn't have a punchline because I was so busy cashing in checks. Be shocking, you know? <laughs> right? I mean, at at the same time too, though, like I'm you know I know you have this joke about like. Uh, Rolling in a, a burrito when you're working at Taco Bell, like it's mm-hmm. a joint. It's like every white dude who fucking grew up in America and smoked weed, like, finds that joke hilarious, you know? Like, there's I mean, so many. We all find the joke. I mean, yeah. that's that's good common ground shit, but then I also have a, I also have a joke about, you know, fucking. What is, what is it? I've, I've got a joke about, like, telling the cop he was stupid for, for thinking my white bandana meant I was in a gang. Yeah. And, then I, and then and then I just spend the next several minutes talking about how the, how stupid the cops are. And, and I always I can always feel the room deciding if they want to laugh, right? Like, <laughs> I, can always, I can always feel... It doesn't matter if it's a white crowd or black crowd. Yeah. I can always feel the people deciding if they want to laugh. But at the end of the day, the joke is funny. And it also, it's it points out that the police are stupid, dude. Like, why aren't we allowed to say that? You know? uh, because we're so scared of the police, usually. Why? They have guns. Yeah, they have guns and stuff. Why? They should, yeah. Well, because we the- give them money to have guns. Why? <laughs> you know, like, when you, when you start at, <laughs> Why should we be afraid to voice our opinions about If you about ask why too police? many times, we're just going to feel silly at the end. And, that's, and there that's it is! Why. It's <laughs> silly! It is! There it is! It's all silly. These people are paid to protect and serve. And I told that to somebody else. I said, I said the police are our public servants. And she got upset. She's like, they're not our servants. What? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what do you mean? What do you they mean? are! What do you think protect and serve means, ma'am? <laughs> They're our servants. Our tax dollars go to their their paychecks. They are here for us. I am their boss. Oh, my God, yeah. I I love that at protests, too, when you get the back and forth. It's like, you work for us! And then there's a back and forth of, like, the cop who just woke up or something. And it's just like, oh, shit, we have to do this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Well, that's because this is something I go back and forth on a little bit is, um, like. Yeah, just take the mic, man. Well, like, what does, because I. can't, it's hard to fathom sometimes like what the police actually should be doing. I don't want to say in a utopian ideal society, oh. just like, you well, know, I'll, I'll in tell a you what fair justice. At, right? I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know what they should be doing, but it's proven that the police, uh, you know, where people say like, oh, we need the police, right? So I say, okay, we need the police. Well, the safest places in our country, the safest neighborhoods actually don't have more police. It's the inverse. They actually have less. So what is it about these places that have less police but are safer? What is what is it about that, right? It's because those places have more resources. Places with high crime, people don't become criminals because it's funsies, you know? Like, you, I'm not jumping the turnstile today because I just want to jump the turnstile. I'm going to work. I have to get money. I have to go to school. So people aren't involved in crime, not necessarily or not at the onset because it's fun. It's because there's a need. And so there's a need that's being failed in this neighborhood. So then also, the police are also shown not to prevent crime because then you flood these neighborhoods with more police and higher police presence but then the crime doesn't necessarily go down. The number of arrests do, right? So that feels like crime is going down, right? Like I have numbers, right? I have numbers to report, right? And it's like, oh, we're doing a thing, right? When really like we're arresting people for jumping the turnstile and, you know, jaywalking or small offenses or whatever, right? So then, so the police aren't proven to deter crime. Uh, And then we've also proven that they're not good at solving crime after the fact, right? Like... 
thefts, robberies, a lot of a lot of crimes that don't have like physical evidence or whatever. They're not good at tracking these things down. And they're not good at physical evidence too because there's rape kits upon rape kits sitting on shelves, okay? So higher police presence doesn't fix crime. They don't solve crime. So I I don't know what they do. I tell you what they are good at, generating profit. Mm. that's what they're really good at tickets and fines and seizures and 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 we need more money for retraining and reform which is why i shy away from a lot of reform talk because reform just means cut us another check to learn the things we should already know the long and short of it is whether or not they're doing a good job at what they're doing what they're doing is protecting a system that is at its base unfair to most people exactly so it's not even that productive to be too empathetic of the police because just because their job is hard doesn't mean they're doing good things it's not even the most dangerous job it's not even top 10 most dangerous lumberjacks job. yeah it's not even top 10 most dangerous job in america it's just not the number of police Where's that have been ones? killed in 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 the line of duty last year Half of those were heart attacks, cops shooting each other, car accidents, like, and just random accidents. The rest of that was, you know, uh, 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 you know, shootings or whatever. And then most of that, ha ha, white people. Yeah. So when people Oops. say that, you know, white people get killed by the police too, there's a number inside of that number, right? Um, okay, so I'll give it to you, okay? Maybe there are more white people being shot and killed by the police, right? But that number also includes more white people who are shooting at the police and who are armed. Mm. What we are saying is that there are unarmed men, women, and children being killed by the police. Unarmed, no weapon, no Dylan shots Roof, fired. Still not shot by the police. Still not shot by the police. <laughs> Incredibly. Fucking, so, and that's the thing. So you see these instances where... The police take all this care to not shoot these white people, but you roll up and you're killing a ten-year-old, you know, in ten sec in two seconds at a park because <laughs> you he had a banana or something. Exactly. Uh, we're we're running out of time here, cool. uh, and I wanted to get to this incredibly stupid game I made up. Uh, Anders, how are, how are you feeling? Do you have any more questions or anything? Um, I had one, but I just. You, you want to get to it real quick? We could do it. I would it's, love a, it's a dumb game. I would love the game. Although it's a great uh, uh, time to use my game theme song I made one time in uh, Audacity. So, hell yeah, I want to play this game and I want to play a theme song. Uh, let's, let's fucking do it. Game. All right, this game is called Stamp of Approval. Elsa Waith. Here's the game. Alex names two things, Mm. and the guest, Elsa Waith, gives one of them the Stamp of Approval. Any of these items can be held for rigorous questioning Mm. by the Inquisitor, Anders Lee, prompting you to defend your choice. So I'm going to ask you some, like, real basic questions, and then you just give one of the items a Stamp of Approval real quick. Okay. And then every now and then, Andrew's going to take you to task on this. You're going to have to really defend okay. yourself. I'm okay. Ready. Okay. Question number one Beef or pork? Uh, You're on the clock here. Beef. Excellent. We talking ground beef, uh, steak, or? Uh, I'm, I, I immediately thought steak and uh-huh. I immediately thought hamburger. Okay. Okay. You Although like- I guess pork would be 
bacon too in that. Ooh. Oh, there is beef bacon, believe it or not. Yeah, it's not as good. No. Anders may sound like he's on your side, but he is with the Inquisition. I think I'm going to go with still beef, though, because I love steak. I love a steak. Okay, medium, medium rare. Well done. Medium. Mediums? Okay, see, well, I've heard that it's actually the more blood, the better in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I like, I like it medium. I like, right. I like pink still. I don't want juicy pink, but I still want it pink. Well done, too much. Not medium well, just medium. Pink still, a little warm. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. The Inquisitor coming out swinging, raking her over the coals. <laughs> we have a lot of questions left, people. Number two, movies or TV? TV. No further questions. No further questions. All right, that was a good answer. Uh, number three, and this has some deeper uh, meaning than maybe it's going to sound at first, but uh, comedy or drama? Mm. Comedy. Ooh. Good answer. To, of the two, um, in terms of like media and just like movies, stuff, just like spreading a social message of some kind, what what do you think? Do you think comedy is more effective than a drama? There is no comedy without drama. <gasps> Whoa. So you need you need something to laugh at so that you don't cry. So uh, you you need tragic, dramatic situations in order to make comedy. So. And time. And time is the formula I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know not I'm not part the... of the Inquisition, but I just thought I had to add something. All right. Next She's question. innocent. She's innocent. Okay. Number <laughs> Okay. Number, number four, I think, here. Uh, okay. Apples or oranges? Apples. All right. Apples. That's a good answer. Uh, next question. Apples and oranges or apples or oranges? Apples or oranges. Ooh, that's an interesting one because some people like Los Dos. Shout out to our Spanish contingency. Keep tuning in to Left Jest. La Izquierda! <laughs> Number six! <laughs> skateboard or a horse? What, dude? Skateboard. Skateboard, skateboard dude. I don't want a horse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There, whoa, are, whoa, whoa. there are a lot of mounted police. Yeah. Do you uh, think that okay. that would be a good tactic to get some horses, take more of an equestrian? I just a... I don't want I don't want to take care of a horse. Mm. Although I understand a horse is way better tactically. Yeah. As far as all terrain and speed and whatnot, I just and, and just intimidation factor. I just don't want to take care of a thing. I'm, but I'm just thinking like you it's know, a big thing to take care of too. Right. Right. But you know, say like anniversary of Eric Garner or something, you get a whole fleet of horses going down the bqe or something oh, like that would be sick yeah. I, w I would i would in special occasions take uh -huh. the horse but i just don't want it who do i give it back to when i'm done right there could be someone in charge of horses you know okay if we had a horse guy, yeah if we had a i'm gonna drop in on this question do you do you feel like adopting a horse would prepare you for adopting a child oh God, yeah. Like I want a kid, but first yeah, let's start that, with a yeah, horse. In a way that a dog using, or a cat doesn't. Yes. Are you using your child for like labor and stuff? I would have a big child, so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, my my child would have an excellent mate. Big old baby. Big old baby boy <laughs> or girl. Right, All right. Yep, we're getting hung up on this. All right, three more. Uh, pen or the sword? Uh, sword. Hell yeah. <laughs> no further questions. Uh, ride or die. Ride. 
Why do we? That one's pretty have, one-sided. Why do we have to die? <laughs> Sometimes I just want to die, and I don't feel like riding anymore. All right, and this is going to be the one that really gets you. Pigs or pogs? Oh, what? Pigs. Pigs or, or pogs? Slam up. I grew up on pogs. I still have my Apollo 13 pog. Uh, like I grew up holder. on pigs. I grew up on pigs. Um, just just for funsies, I'm gonna go with pogs as a throwback. That's dope as hell. Andrews, do you have any questions on this one? Do you think they're uh, instead of some people have said like pigs is kind of a pejorative way to describe police? Should we shift that to pogs? Oh no, pogs were excellent. Pogs are excellent. Pogs don't. Well, pogs. is a pog like what the pigs could? Because you want to slam them. Oh, yeah, you know, like the good, <laughs> I see this. the I one see good this. pig I, is actually. Pog. Okay, I, I like your reasoning. I just feel like it takes too many steps, and it would be really hard to chant. Pigs, <laughs> pogs, not pogs. pigs. Yeah, pogs, not pigs. You could slam have a pog. the pogs. I just it, crazy bones. <laughs> Play for keeps. I just I think it would. Isn't that one of De Blasio's like? Uh, HR, he's doing a new training for the um, for the police. He's like, that's one of the names of the things. Is like we're turning Pog? in pigs to pogs. The from pigs to pogs program. Oh, he's trying man. to make better pigs, better pogs. That's one of the most important programs. <laughs> I would hope that uh, I just want De Blasio just to go ahead and slide on out. It was cute for a second, and then now it's just go ahead, uh, just go ahead. Yeah, that's something I wanted to definitely wanted to ask you about. Is like the is that almost worse to have this this kind of symbolic thing where it's like, yes, all right, we're going to fix it? Yes, absolutely even worse. I think I will say if there is any sort of silver lining to a Trump presidency that would not have happened under Hillary Clinton is Hillary Clinton would have kept uh, in place mediocrity and status quo, which is uh, which is, you know, do I think she would have, you know, been actively trying to kill me? No, but you know, no progress is still no progress. I think the 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 real, very real, not perceived, not existential, the very real scariness of Donald Trump may actually, if it hopefully it does not push us back. But the only thing is go forward because we, it wouldn't. We, we're not going to be able to uh, maintain status quo. So there is only going to be forward or backward, which uh, under Hillary, I think we would have just stayed this more of the same. Oh, hell yeah. And we hope that everyone listening to the uh, podcast is mobilized or is getting mobilized because activate, activate. Time, time's going to form like Voltron, people. Come on. Maybe a future mayor out there in our listenership. Ooh, maybe some, a mayor. Activate. I hope so. Okay, so we're running out of time. That was stamp of approval. Banana, na banana. Stamp. Stamp. <laughs> we're going to add that into the song. <laughs> uh, Elsa, you've been a delight. We loved having you Thanks here on the program. Me. Is there anything you want to plug at the end here? Um, no, I've uh, I'm I'm working on a website. I don't know what that is yet. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. With yeah, my life right we'll now. post it when you post it. Yeah, sure. I've been I've been in the fetal position for the last three weeks. I'm slowly trying to come out of this little cocoon. So, all right, like a butterfly. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm mostly plugging this podcast. So thanks yes. for listening. Uh, please leave a five star review and tell me I'm handsome because I am. And uh, we love you all so much. That's left chest, baby. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, thanks for coming on.